Welcome to the You Love and You Learn podcast, the place to learn about all things love, relationships, relationship anxiety, and to deconstruct the one-size-fits-all narrative of what it means to be in a happy relationship. I'm your host, Sarah Yudkin, a relationship anxiety coach who's on a mission to discuss the nuances of love and relationships that I wish someone would have shared with me years ago. My goal with each episode is for you to leave with an expanded definition of love and relationships and with practices to carry with you in your life and relationships on a day-to-day basis. I'm so grateful to have you here. Before we get into today's episode, I want to share that this is the last week to snag your spot in April's cohort of Beyond the Doubts group coaching experience. Beyond the Doubts group coaching experience helps you learn to move through moments of relationship anxiety without getting stuck, build higher self-awareness, self-trust, and self-compassion, and deepen your commitment to your relationship. I absolutely love this group so much, and there is truly nothing like being in a space with other women who get exactly what you're going through and to be able to just share openly about what you're experiencing on your journey with relationship anxiety. The reason I created this group is because for years I felt like I was sharing more about my relationship anxiety with people and as much as they tried to be empathetic and show support, I could tell they had no idea what I was going through and I just wanted to be able to talk to other people who got it and to actually get support that was specific to how to move through relationship anxiety. So in this experience, you will get all of the tools and practices that I needed to confidently navigate my relationship anxiety and you'll be alongside other people who are kind, loving, and supportive and in a safe space getting coached and guided by me. So if you would like to join this cohort of Beyond the Doubts, please check out the show notes for more information and I am so excited. We begin April 11th. See you there. Hello everybody. Welcome back. Thanks so much for being here. It's been so much fun having the podcast and doing a mix of the interviews and solo episodes. Today it's just going to be me and I'm going to be talking about a topic that I am asked about a lot. So I really wanted to respond to that and share more insight, which is centered around how to deal with comments from family or friends or other people about your partner, about your relationship. So this is something that I really think is important because honestly at the end of the day we are social creatures and it's hard not to take other people's opinions into account but where I think it can be a slippery slope is if we're taking other people's opinions above our own or completely outsourcing our feelings or opinions about our relationship to others. So there are a few questions I've gotten around this topic. The first one is how to deal with negative comments from your family about your partner. The second question is, how do we filter out family or friends' opinions of our relationship? And the third one is, have you ever had trouble not valuing your close friends or family's opinion about your partner more than your own opinion? This person went on to ask, I find that I have a hard time trusting what I feel or when I'm feeling shut down, it can feel like all I have to go on are the reactions of others towards my partner. They even acknowledge that the irony is that they're not the ones spending their life with this person I am, yet somehow I look to them to tell me if this is good or not. So I want to just validate before we go further that if you've ever asked yourself similar questions about is 
my partner good enough for my family or do my friends like my partner enough or anything like that, that you are in good company, you are not alone, and you are absolutely not a bad person for wondering about this topic. I think that at the end of the day, there are a few reasons why we may be the type of person who value our friends and family's opinion over ourselves. And a couple of them are that we probably, if, if you relate to this, and I relate to this too, to a certain extent, that it's you're probably the type of person who wants to do the right thing. And you want to be a good person and that you want to have approval from others. And none of this is bad or wrong, but I think there's a spectrum to this. There's levels to this, right? So if we are wanting to do the right thing at absolutely all costs and it's becoming something that makes us feel super anxious all the time and it's really hard to ever make a decision because we are always checking to see if we want to do the right thing, then that can be not helpful. If we want to have the approval of others, that can be great. It can mean that we're considerate and kind and caring, but if we want to have the approval of others at all costs, then that can be something that is at our own expense. Another reason why this question may come up around how others feel about our relationship is that you might have a hard time trusting what you feel about your relationship, and there might be a lack of self-trust there. And you're in good company again. This is something that so many people are dealing with who have relationship anxiety and even I think just in general, especially with social media these days, there's so much information, so many opinions, there's so much noise out there and it can be really hard to know what you actually think or feel or what's been influenced externally. So those are a couple reasons why you may be valuing friends or family's opinions. Um, And also you just may not have any frameworks to think about how to uh, listen to your opinion over others or others over yours. So I'm going to break that down here today. So before we go any further into this topic, I want to start off by saying that I genuinely believe that whether it's a family member, friends, or even someone on the internet, that most times when somebody is giving you their opinion or their advice or their insight, they're doing so from a place of positive intent, right? So I don't think that most people are trying to hurt you. If they are, that's a completely different story. And reminder that this podcast does not apply to abusive relationships, But if someone is offering their opinion or insight, let's assume for the purposes of this discussion today that they are trying to help or they are trying to do something nice or kind, even if to you it doesn't feel helpful or kind. I think that your feelings about what someone says to you is, of course, so, so important And I'm not saying that their intention is more important than your feelings about it. However, I do think it's helpful to remember that positive intention because, of course, when we're feeling some type of way about their comment, it can be really hard to remember that oftentimes they do love and care about us. So despite having positive intentions, however, or your best interests at heart, I think that there are a handful of reasons why someone's advice may be triggering or hurtful to you about your partner or your relationship. The first one is that 
this person, your family member, your friend is projecting their own experiences, whether they're a positive experience or a negative experience, onto you and they don't realize that your experience is different from theirs. So let me give a couple of examples here. So an example of a positive experience that someone might have that could be projected outwardly onto you would be if someone said, well, I knew that my partner was right for me. So I want you to have that same experience, like someone who's, you know, just thinking that because they knew or they had the feelings of, oh, I I met this person, it was love at first sight, and, and the rest is history, that every single person needs to have that exact same experience. And maybe they don't realize that you are more sensitive or analytical when it comes to your relationship. So that would be an example of a positive projection. An example of a quote, quote, negative experience that might be projected, and I'm saying positive and negative here just for their connotation, but uh, we don't have to actually say that this is a negative experience inherently. But if someone got a divorce, for example, and they were really upset by that and frustrated about it, they might be giving advice to you saying, well, be sure to pick the right person the first time around. You know what I mean? Like giving that type of insight because their experience didn't work out in their relationship and they're just trying to protect you. So again, both of these examples I would say have positive intentions and they're trying to help you be happy, but the person saying these things may not realize the consequences, especially to someone who has a more anxious mind. So that's the first reason why someone's advice may be triggering or hurtful is that they are projecting. The second reason could be they think they know what's best for you or they want to insert themselves and be supportive in your life. But maybe they don't have boundaries around, you know, when to give their opinion or not. And they don't really fully realize that ultimately it's your choice and your life and that their support, quote, quote, support is causing you to feel a little bit anxious or doubtful. So many times family members or friends, and I'm guilty of this, I'm raising my hand, are trying to give helpful advice, but they end up inserting themselves into our life. And even though it's trying to come from a loving place, it may not feel that way. And ultimately, I think that they're trying to feel meaningful or significant and contribute from a place of love because relationships are important. And there's, you know, it's a topic that people have a lot of different opinions on. And so it may seem like a great idea to offer the opinion or the insight. Um, and I think that there's nothing wrong with this inherently, however, especially if you're listening and you experience relationship anxiety or ROCD and the other person who's giving you advice does not experience relationship anxiety, then they may not be fully relating to your exact journey and they might misunderstand what's going on and thus their support or thinking they know what's best for you can lead to further confusion. And so later on in the podcast, I'm going to talk about how to kind of set boundaries around this or set the tone for our conversations where this could shift. But that second reason why someone's advice may be triggering or hurtful is because they think they know what's best for you, but they don't realize that this is your choice to make ultimately. And the last reason why I think 
relationship advice from family members or friends can sometimes feel confusing or hurtful is that a lot of times, and I think this is just happening on a societal level, let alone just our family and friends, but I think that a lot of times people are regurgitating relationship advice that has been passed down from their own family and friends or from societal norms. And they haven't questioned the advice or they haven't perhaps explored the nuance or the missing context in this advice. And so they're just kind of regurgitating it and saying it because they think it's the ultimate truth and they want you to kind of believe and think the same thing. And again, remember, this is all with positive intent most times. So I'm just going to ask you, like, how many times have we heard the advice never settle or, oh, do you think that your partner is really the one or you deserve nothing but the best or things like that? I don't know exactly what your family and, and friends are saying specifically, and you'll always know your relationship better than I can. But if they're saying certain things or asking certain things that feel like common catchphrases, then just know that they might have never stopped to pause and think about when or when not this advice may or may not apply. And as always, when I'm talking here, I don't want anyone to think that we should settle for disrespectful behavior or abuse. And we do want to pick a partner that we can enjoy our life with, of course. And we want to experience fulfillment in our lives. But I do think we get a little bit carried away sometimes with the stereotypical relationship advice and we expect perfection and sometimes we don't leave space for the imperfections or for a relationship to grow over time, even if it's not exactly where we want it to be right now. So just remember if someone has given you their opinion or advice, they may just be telling you what they think is right based on what they've heard from their family and friends or just passed down societally. But it doesn't mean that it has to be your truth. So those are some of the reasons why I think our family and friends, even if it's all well-intentioned, are sharing their insights with us. And now that we've talked a little bit about some of that why they might be doing so, I think it's important to talk through the recommendations for ways to shift out of being reactive to other people's opinions of your relationship or partner. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, we might not ever be able to stop people from giving us their opinion on our partner or our relationship, but we do get to have a choice of how we respond to that. An old question that I got from the You Love and You Learn community, someone in our amazing community, was how do you navigate conversations when people you love, admire, or respect are giving you relationship advice? Looking through old notes of mine, I wrote, don't give people firewood to make fire. Since I think so many people can identify as people pleasers or seek answers outside themselves, when advice is given from someone you care about, it can be very triggering and difficult to navigate. I think writing about ways to stay open and curious or ways to disengage, divert from those conversations would be helpful. So I did address some of this in an old blog, but I have some new thoughts on it and I'm going to elaborate here in this podcast. And one thing I really loved about this question or submission was the phrase, don't give people firewood to make fire. And I think that that is a big piece of the puzzle here because when we're in conversations with family members or friends and 
if we're not really feeling sure about something, it's really easy for other people to kind of then insert themselves or maybe read the energy and feel like they know what we're thinking or feeling about a situation. Or if we're feeling anxious and we do open up to family members and friends, then it might be hard for them to separate what we know as relationship anxiety from, ooh, it doesn't sound like they're fully happy in the relationship. Like maybe I should give them advice to, you know, not be in the relationship or whatever it is. So again, I don't know exactly what unique advice or insight someone has given about your specific relationship or your specific partner. I'm talking in a more general sense here, but I just think that When we are talking to family members and friends, we have to know as well that our energy in the conversation is probably going to affect their energy in the conversation. Now, that doesn't mean that we have to be perfectly buttoned up and show up in this way where we are pretending we feel some type of way when we don't, but I do think it's important to just know that. So I have five recommendations for ways to shift out of being reactive to other people's opinions about your relationship and partner, and instead of being reactive, being more responsive. And I think the two words are very different. Reactive to me feels like you're just naturally reacting to something. It feels like it's almost like not thought through, and it's not usually intentional. Whereas responding is taking a beat, pausing, and intentionally responding how you would like to. And we're not going to get it perfectly every time. Please know that it's okay if sometimes you are reactive. But the more that we can think about this and the more that we can set an intention to show up differently in conversations with our partner or with our family members and friends about our relationships, then the more we might be able to make slow and steady shifts. So the first recommendation is to regulate and pause and soothe first. I think that if someone is sharing advice and we're feeling triggered, the easy thing to do in that situation or the natural thing to do is just react or get defensive or try to either say that they're wrong or just shut down. We get into fight, flight, or freeze mode. And I think the best thing we can do in that situation is take a beat, soothe, breathe, excuse ourselves for a moment, go outside, get some air, whatever it is, go to the bathroom, run some cold water over your wrists or splash your face with it, whatever it is, and take a moment just to pause because we can always, so to speak, put our family or friends advice into our back pocket to revisit if we even think we need to. But anxiety in the moment tells us that something is urgent and needs to be addressed right away, and it doesn't. And so if you can just soothe or regulate and take a moment, that is a great way to pause and respond differently when someone is sharing their opinion with you about your partner or relationship. And even though their advice if it's triggering, could feel dangerous, just reminding yourself in that moment you're not in danger. You're not in danger. You're just having a reaction to what someone is sharing with you. The second recommendation for ways to respond instead of react about other people's opinion of your relationship and partner is getting clear on what you uniquely value. 
what are your needs? What are the things that you really value in life? What is your vision for how you want life to look? And just knowing what fulfills you both in and out of a relationship because at the end of the day, when you have clarity on what you value and what you want out of life and what 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 you want, excuse me, out of a relationship, then you're going to feel so much more confident in conversations with other people giving you insight about your relationship because you'll know how your relationship falls into your life and your lifestyle. I talk about this more in my Is It Anxiety or Incompatibility webinar, and I give you a framework of how to decide if you're just experiencing anxiety in a relationship or if there are things that may be potential incompatibilities. And the framework, the the things that I talk about that could potentially be incompatibilities if you can't accept or respect the differences in your relationship are your life values, your life vision, and your boundaries. And so just thinking about these things can be really important because if we don't even know what we want out of life, then it's really hard to feel confident that our relationship is at least going in that direction too. Now, please don't feel pressure to have this all figured out right this moment, but starting to think about these things can be really important. And then again, when you're having friends or family weigh in on your relationship, you at least know how you feel like your relationship fits into your life and can talk from a more confident place. So for more information about that framework, definitely check out the Is It Anxiety or Incompatibility webinar. And I think that's a really important piece of this puzzle in understanding how to respond with family or friends advice. The next point I want to make here is to continue building up a base of trust in yourself and your relationship. So bouncing off of getting clear on what you value, what your needs are, what fulfills you, all of that, I think that a lack of self-trust is ultimately what contributes to feeling like our friends or family have opinions that are like infiltrating how we feel about our relationship. So deepening your self-trust is important. And I'll say this again, it doesn't have to be that you fully trust yourself the moment you listen to this podcast, but starting to strengthen self-trust, starting to check in with yourself of what do I think and feel? And just trusting that you can make decisions on your own. And even if you can't guarantee the results of those decisions, that you can still choose what's best for you in that moment. Because ultimately, And here's what I believe. Someone with really strong self-trust and really strong trust in their relationship would likely hear advice from somebody in their friends or family and just kind of let it roll off their back if it didn't resonate with them. And if it did resonate with them, the advice that someone was sharing, they could take it into consideration and decide how to navigate it in their relationship. But it wouldn't necessarily completely tip the boat or rock the boat of the relationship necessarily because that person would have a strong enough insight into what they think and feel and believe. So the more that you can trust that your choice of partner is trustworthy and the more that you believe that you're strong enough to handle whatever happens, the less that you're going to take other people's opinions as truth above what you think. So if you would like to build more trust in yourself, I also have 
my second webinar, the reason I'm bringing these webinars up is because these are some of the most important topics that people ask me questions on and that I teach about. And I want you to feel like you have these foundational tools if needed, if you want to explore them more deeply. And the second webinar that relates to this topic of building self-trust is my Is It Anxiety or Intuition webinar. So in that, I go over how to clarify the difference between fear and anxiety and intuition and how to create more trust in yourself and your own inner wisdom, which ultimately is a great tool or practice to have strengthening self-trust as you navigate relationships. And before you get too worried and think, well, I don't trust myself or my relationship yet fully, so it must not be the right relationship. I just want you to know that lack of self-trust is something that you would likely come across in any healthy relationship if you're experiencing it now because ultimately it's self-trust, right? It's not relationship trust. It's not, oh, once I find the right partner, then I'll trust myself more. That doesn't make sense. We have to trust ourself internally and then that inner self-trust extends outwardly into other areas of our life. So I don't want you to associate your relationship too much with strengthening your own self-trust. That's something that you can do internally on your own terms. And as far as not fully trusting a relationship yet, I don't want you to jump and automatically think that that means that that relationship isn't the one. Again, I don't know you or your relationship. So you ultimately have to tune into your own inner wisdom that's you're always going to be the person that knows yourself best but if you don't fully feel like you trust your relationship right now it could just be a result of relationship anxiety because it's really hard to be in a state of trust when we're feeling really anxious anxiety is almost like the opposite of trust anxiety wants to have control to know the outcome to have all the ducks in the row and trust is surrendering releasing the control and knowing that no matter what happens, it will all work out. So just to recap that third recommendation is building self-trust because higher levels of trust in yourself and your relationship can result in you caring less to seek advice from other people in the first place and also care less what they say if you do hear advice from them. All right, the fourth recommendation here for how to respond to family and friends advice is setting the tone of conversations and or setting necessary boundaries in your conversations with family and friends. So the expression earlier that someone submitted in their question was, don't give people firewood to make the fire. And I already spoke about how I really love that expression. And I've I've said the same thing to so many of my clients because I've had many clients just to validate anyone listening to this. I've had many clients come to me with similar questions and they're not sure their family and friends like their partner or their family and friends have said something about their partner and it's made them insecure. And the hardest part about this is, is if family and friends, like I said earlier, can read our tone or read our energy in the conversation, then they're going to respond to that. So if you are questioning things in your relationship, it's no wonder why someone else may react or respond in a way that does too. 
Whereas if you're feeling more confident in the relationship or if you're feeling more confident to set boundaries around how you discuss your relationship, people will also respond and react to that. Now, I know that you might be thinking, well, if I'm not confident in my relationship right now, how am I supposed to just show up that way? But I do think that it's really important to be mindful of who you're discussing your relationship with making sure this person tends to be supportive or making sure this person has your best interests at heart and that they tend to be listening and empathetic and caring and showing support for your relationship. And also just being mindful of the energy you're bringing into the conversation. If you are feeling in the energy of anxiety, then you might be setting someone up to give their advice and opinion by asking questions or just feeling like you need reassurance from other people in that moment. Whereas if you are kind of setting boundaries with yourself or others for talking about your relationship, then that can affect who or what or when you talk about your relationship. There is great advice from the Truth Doctor on TikTok, and she's talked about how to set boundaries, which is this following format, if you, then I statements. So an example of this if you, then I statement would be, If you continue to give me relationship advice, then I will have to leave the conversation. So that would be if you really feel like you're coming up against someone that will not stop giving you advice and you do not want their insight or opinion on the relationship, then it may be necessary to set a boundary to protect yourself, not to prevent their actions, but to protect yourself and respond to the conversation in a way that gives you more inner peace. So I will have to leave this conversation if you keep giving me opinions about it. So to recap that, the fourth recommendation is to set the tone of conversations with family or friends and or set any necessary boundaries. And then last but not least, the fifth recommendation I have is creating some of your own filters or guidelines around how and when to take other people's opinions into account. So an example of a filter or a guideline could be before I listen to this other person's advice, I'm going to check in with myself first and ask, what do I think? Or maybe there's a filter that you say, unless this person is one of these three people in my life, I'm not going to take into account their relationship advice. There could be a small core group of people whose opinions really matter to you, but not any and everybody's opinion may matter to you. And maybe there could be a filter that you have which says, I'm going to give myself 24 hours before I even decide if this person's advice is relevant or not. Just having some sort of framework around how you receive someone's advice and if and when you decide to listen to it. And that can only come from you uniquely. Even if I did have my own framework around this, then it might not necessarily be helpful to you. And so I would ask you if you think that would be helpful to sit and come up with your own filter or guideline. There are certain people in my life that I really, really value their opinions about relationship stuff. And if someone came to me and gave me an opinion, I would be more likely to consider it. But if some random person on the internet comments that my relationship doesn't sound like it's the one, then it's easy for me to just be like, okay, that obviously doesn't matter. I know that this podcast is centered around family and friends' opinions, so 
that's where it gets a little dicey because our family and friends are usually, hopefully, if you know they are close to us in some way, usually, hopefully, we have somewhat of a meaningful relationship with them. But I know that there can be complex dynamics with family and friends. And so just because someone is related to you by blood or really close to you in proximity does not necessarily mean that you should accept all of their advice. And so having these filters or guidelines around who to take advice from, how to take advice from them, and when you might want to take advice can be really helpful. All right, and there you have it. Those are the five recommendations I have for considering family and friends advice. And I'll end with a couple of last thoughts here. I think that the honest truth is that it's probably impossible to fully 100% tune out other people's opinions. And I don't know if I would ever encourage people to fully tune opinions out. I think that we are collaborative species. We are, you know, humans that enjoy community and we enjoy the company of other people. And so I'm not the type of person and I certainly do not subscribe to the belief of just don't care what anyone thinks about you. I don't know if that's even possible. Um, If we didn't care at all about what any single person in our life thought, then we would probably not have very strong relationships. So it's okay to value the opinion of others, of course. It's just that when these opinions or whatever other people are sharing with us become more important than our own opinion, that we may want to just revisit this. Because if other people's opinions are starting to make us feel anxious, we have to have some sort of framework to decide, is this making me feel anxious because you know, I'm realizing that based on my values and my life vision, like there's actually some truth to what they're saying, or is it making me anxious because they're projecting onto me and I need to learn how to set that boundary. And so going through and understanding ourselves more and having more self-trust and understanding what we do want out of our life and our relationship is important. And ultimately at the end of the day, if someone gives you feedback about your relationship, even if you do think it's true, That doesn't mean the relationship is bad or wrong. It just might mean that there's something that you want to discuss with your partner and try differently, right? So it's okay to feel triggered by someone else's opinion. I just want to validate that. But it's also okay to start thinking about how we want to respond differently to these opinions and to pause and decide what to do next. Thank you so much for listening, and if you have any other topic requests that you would love to hear on the podcast, please send me a DM at youloveandyoulearn.com. I would love to hear from you with any topic requests, and if you're enjoying either this episode or my podcast in general, I'd absolutely love to hear from you, so shoot me a DM at youloveandyoulearn with what you think about the podcast. I really love hearing from you and getting to connect with the You Love and You Learn community. See you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Love and You Learn podcast. If you've been enjoying the podcast, it would mean the absolute world to me if you could rate and review the podcast because the more ratings and reviews there are, 
the more people that can hear this message and it's really important to me to get this message out to the world and to create a space where people can learn about love and relationships in a way that is not judgmental in a way that helps them expand their perspective from the cultural narratives that we've heard and seen in the movies and in hollywood and the media and the more ratings and reviews that are there the more people that can hear this message so thank you again so much it really means the world to me that you are listening and see you in the next episode